0: how we achieve centimeter accuracy with a drone, I, I was trying to do some research myself and it's a lot more complicated than, say a setting on your phone or a setting on your drone. I still, It still feels like magic to me, but I feel like I know a
1: couple of the spells and that's really all you need to, to get the benefits of it.
0: Hello oh, and welcome back to another episode of Your Drone Questions Answered. I'm John Dicko, here to find the answers to your drone questions, or at the very least, the person who can answer your drone questions. Uh, today I have with me Greg Gradwell. He is a software engineer at PICA. Greg, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So
1: I'm an uh, aerospace engineer, kind of by trade. I've slowly worked myself into the software space just because I wanted to work on autopilots and uh, more autonomous features with, with aircraft. So I'm a software engineer at Pike. I also work, uh, a great deal on kind of the hardware, hardware and uh, writing firmware, which is how I ended up in the GPS and, uh,
0: RTK centimeter level accuracy, uh, area. Cause we've added that, added that to our aircraft. Can you first just kind of tell me what centimeter level accuracy is when it comes to drones? So
1: the typical, just like a regular GPS kind of off the shelf, you'll get maybe one to two meters of accuracy in the horizontal and maybe you know, up, upwards of 10 meters in accuracy in the vertical, you know, we're, they're less accurate in the vertical. So for some applications that's just insufficient. So, you know, the nice thing is a lot of inertial navigation systems um, will, you know, be calculating a position that's more accurate than just the raw GPS, you know, incorporating accelerometers and driver scopes and other sensors to kind of fuse those all together. And give you a better picture um, than just the raw GPS. But if you really need to know where you are, there are some other methods for giving, you know, so like centimeter level accuracy is kind of like the the tagline for about as good as you can expect um, with with other methods.
0: I can imagine that's, that can be pretty useful in, in certain industries. What, give me some examples of how centimeter accuracy is used.
1: Surveying, if you are, you know, taking like a 3d, want to do a 3d scan. So you're using lidar. So it's very important to know exactly where your drone was at the time of every scan, because you're trying to, you know, you can imagine if you're off by, let's say even a meter and, uh, you're projecting a beam of light, you know, several hundred meters, uh, that turns into a much larger error or, you know, so um, that's a big one is, is 3D scans or precision agriculture as well, if you have, let's say a ground vehicle and you wanna be spraying in a crop and you, you need to know exactly which row you're in. So if you're a meter off, you might be in a completely different row of your crop. So you wanna really know exactly where you are. Um, and yeah, generally if, you're, if you know within a centimeter, that's pretty good for, for most applications.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, and and when it comes to agriculture, I, pr- I believe you at Pika, you're doing work actually leading um, those type of projects for the agricultural industry. Is that right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So you know, we, we are we're developing autonomous crop spray, sp- excuse me, crop spraying aircraft as well as uh, cargo aircraft. Um, so in the air, the the centimeter level accuracy is is less needed. You know, we because of course, like with an aerial application, we're talking about. On the order of you know several meters that are a swath swath width of what we're spraying, but but it's nice. I, I think one of the main advantages we found is we're in countries other than the U.S. where GPS is just not as good, and we were seeing you know even more uh, uh, accuracy you know bounds. And so our our RTK really helped us uh, bring that in and made our especially in takeoff and landing like we know we want to know exactly where we are, so we're on the runway every single time. So anything we can do to improve our solution. Uh, Is beneficial in uh, many areas.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And so kind of getting to the core of the question, I mean, how we achieve centimeter accuracy with a drone. I, I was trying to do some research myself and it's a lot more complicated than Say a setting on your phone or a setting on your drone. I mean, it's it's pretty involved, and you mentioned things like RTK. And so, go ahead, kind of explain to me how centimeter level uh, accuracy is a, is achieved.
1: The reason we can only get one to two meters, uh, you know, of accuracy for just a traditional GPS is that you know, so we're getting essentially signals, radio waves from satellites in space, and those radio waves are traveling through the atmosphere, and I think particularly the ionosphere is the most. Provides the most kind of disturbance, and the timing is very important for those waves. So if they don't have this direct path, uh, then the you know your receiver can't know exactly how long it took for to get from the satellite to your receiver, and that that's basically how we're um, calculate how the GPS is calculating its position. So what we need to do after the fact, what we're able to do is if we know where the satellites were at the time that they sent those signals, uh, we can either kind of compute uh, some of the errors or remove some of the errors in real-time, which is RTK, so that stands for real-time kinematic, or we can do it even better after the fact, which is PPK or post-processed kinematic. So if you're doing like a scan, let's say you want to have like a 3D scan of an area, PPK might be perfectly sufficient where you just, you fly without any sort of augmented GPS, but then after the fact, you can, from some sort of service, can know exactly where the satellites were, they can do this post-processing and then kind of correct all of your positions to a much more precise uh, value. And that's one way to get centimeter level accuracy. Um, with Pika. and a lot of, I think, um, like if you're spraying a crop, of course you need to know exactly where you are. In real time, it doesn't matter <laughs> after the fact. Right. And so uh, I think RTK is a more common, um, more common solution, especially because it's you don't need to rely on a, a third party to process your data. And it's gotten much more accessible in the last couple of years. And so I'd love to talk about the ways that you can get RTK on your drone uh, right now
0: for not too much money. That was my next question is how, what is needed? How do you get there?
1: First of all, you need a GPS receiver that is capable of of processing, you know, these RTK corrections. So I think the most common one that I've seen now is um, manufactured by u it's the zf 9 p so the ZED F9P, and you see that kind of popping up everywhere. So you know, I'm not sure for a lot of the commercial um, kind of off the shelf drones, how many of them specify which receiver is, is being used, but generally they will say if they're you know, capable of RTK or not. The, the cool thing is, is that these receivers are doing all the corrections on board. Like you just need to feed them this correction data, which we can talk about, and, and they do all the calculations. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the case, you know, three years ago, five years ago. Uh, so that's what's so exciting now. It's like, you don't even really need to know how it works. You just need to know what you need to give the receiver and it'll take care of everything.
0: Okay. And so you mentioned, yeah, feeding the the correct, the collection data. I mean, is that something that's easy to do or do you need some know-how?
1: It's not terribly complicated. Um, it, it's kind of one of those things I think that you you're going to kind of iterate on your level of understanding, you know, first you like, you'll read about it and be like, Oh, I think I kind of get it. And then you'll be like, actually, I don't understand about 90% of it, but like the, the more you just kind of read uh, some articles um, spark fund has a really great uh, kind of tutorial about how to set up a, a base station to, to get RTK, RTK corrections. I still, don't, it still feels like magic to me, but I feel like I know a couple of the spells and that's really all you need to, to get the benefits of it. Yeah. So essentially, if you want RTK, what you need is some sort of base station that is going to publish uh, corrections. And these corrections are in the form of RTCM messages. So there's a handful of messages that will go from a a base station to your rover. So those are kind of like the two terminologies we'll use. Like the base is a fixed fixed receiver and the rover is whatever's moving around uh, on your drone. And the base station is... This known at a known position. So there are a number of ways you can do this. You can either um, there are many um, base stations that are set up either like as a government you know there'll be like government organizations or research organizations that have their own base stations because they they need the corrections and they're publishing them. Um, or you can set up your own. It's it's really easy if you just have a second uh, GPS receiver. You um, you can record data for a, a certain amount of time. I mean even a few hours will get you. Um, Close enough, and so collecting that data over over a long period of time, you're able to post process that data. Um, there's a couple organizations that that will do that. You want to know where your base station is within, let's say, a couple centimeters. Basically, whatever accuracy you have with your base station, you can get should be able to get that with with your drone. And so the idea being that if your base station knows exactly where it is, and you will you will tell the the receiver, um, either you can post process it, you know exactly where it is. Or the, the U-Blocks receivers have a, a mode called survey in where they will just, they know that they're supposed to be a base station. They'll try to uh, estimate their accuracy to a certain threshold. As soon as they know that they lock in and say, okay, this here's where I am in space. Therefore, any, any uh, basically if, if I, any um, GPS signals that I get that tell me that I'm somewhere else, I know that that's an error. Or I can assume that's an error. So they're able to calculate these corrections from each satellite. Because they say, I know where I am. You're trying to tell me that I'm a little bit over here, but I'm not. So that must be from the errors that we've, you know, have come through the atmosphere. So that's how they calculate. And and they'll produce these RTCM messages. You want your base station, uh, the the antenna should have, you know, you want it to have good view of the sky. It should be um, basically uh, any errors that are in your base station will be propagated to your rover. So if you don't have a great base station solution, like you're just going to see that. That uh, that error is propagated. Uh, if you used the survey in mode, so that's if let's say I I go to somewhere I'm going I'm flying somewhere new and I'm just going to be there for the day, but I do want to have centimeter level accuracy while I'm there. Uh, so you'd use that survey in mode. You'd set up. So I use like a tripod for my antenna, so it's in a fixed spot. I let it run. For, I mean, it takes I mean a matter of minutes if you've got a good good view of the sky with with a nice antenna, and it it basically it will it will fix its position. you won't won't have absolute centimeter level accuracy from that Mm -hmm. from that base station but you'll have like relative centimeter level accuracy so it because like we said the base station will only know where it is within a couple meters you know it's still got all the inherent gps inaccuracies because you know again it's got it's got that centimeter level accuracy just not in the absolute sense so this might not be great if you are um if you're trying to map something like if you're getting a 3D scan, you, you really need that absolute accuracy. If I wanna say, I, I wanna locate something on a map, I wanna know exactly where it is in, in 3D space. Um, the survey in mode might not be sufficient. Uh, but if you just wanna have a, like a, your vehicle performing much better than it, than it might normally, like if you wanna have your drone hovering perfectly in place, uh, you know, then that relative accuracy would be sufficient. At PICA, we do, you know, we're flying at at airfields. We know we're going to be there for a long time. So, like, the first thing we do when we go to a new spot is we will get a fixed base station location. And then we just set that. And every time we fly, it knows exactly where it is. There's no, you know, you don't have to do that every time.
0: Where would somebody find like a base station? How can you get one? And, or even the antennas, are those just things that you acquire online from certain sites?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, Sparkfront's a great place to look. Um, there's a company called RG Simple um, that's in Europe. Uh, we can link to that. That's, they've got a lot of great tutorials um, and they're, a lot of their products are um, intended for, I mean, it's basically just to get RTK more accessible. It's extremely affordable. These, you know, these receivers are on the order of a couple hundred dollars, which is just, an order of magnitude less than I think you know it cost five years ago to get RTK. The nice thing is your base station could be the same exact receiver that you have in your rover, which makes things really easy. So you're only familiar with you know you only need to be familiar with one GPS receiver. Um, and Ublocks has software to to configure them. Uh, again, there, there are many tutorials like RG Simple has configuration files that you can just download. And you say okay, I've got I want to make one of these receivers my base and one my rover, and they've got configuration files ready that you just use the software to upload directly so like you could really hardly know anything about it and, and get a, a solution working um the key is that you need some way of transmitting the corrections from your base to your rover so okay um i think you know probably the easiest way is just a, a point-to-point link so like an xb radio or something uh in rg simple they have basically all their kits have headers that you can just slap on an xb radio i mean they sell they sell kits that are ready to go you could you can just one-stop shop. They'll sell you the, the base and the rover with the XBs configured to talk to each other. So like, you, it's practically plug and play. I mean, for under $1,000, you can have RTK out of the box, which is just, I mean, it seems crazy to me.
0: It's it's fantastic. Yeah, that's so much more accessible than I would ever imagined. And so that's that's really cool. Do you think it's only going to become more accessible into the future as things continue to develop?
1: I don't see why not. Um, I think as the, the receivers get cheaper. Uh, and as you know, as more people buy them and it becomes more popular. So yeah, go out there and buy some. So the prices come down so we can all get the benefits. If you don't wanna have a base station, you can leverage one of these existing ones. Uh, RTK2Go is a great site uh, that works with that. Basically it shows you, that they're called casters. So it's essentially like a fixed base station that is publishing data to, um, to a server. And then you can use, if you have internet access you can then retrieve those corrections the, the catch is that you have to be within roughly 35 kilometers, I think is kind of the, the the number I see with, you know, you have to be near enough that caster so that the corrections will still apply to your rover. But there's a number of free, you know, free ways to just get correction data uh, if you didn't want to have your oh, wow. base station.
0: Wow. Again, accessibility. I'm just so surprised yeah. that they're, you know, that this is anyone can really do this. It's wild. It's so cool. Well, Greg, thank you so much for coming on and explaining this to me. I really appreciate it. To our audience, you can submit your own drone questions uh, at ydqa.io. I'll do my best to find the answer to it. Or again, find the person who can answer to it. Uh, In the meantime, though, we'll see you in the sky.